Welcome to season four of The Versatile Writer. During this season, I'll be reading out chapters from Guardian Angel, the sequel. Way back in the first UK lockdown in March 2020, I began reading out chapters of Guardian Angel. It seemed to go down well and people wanted more. It's taken me a little while to make that happen, but now that's going to go ahead. The next 12 episodes you'll hear will be chapters of Guardian Angel, The Journey Home. I hope you enjoy it. Guardian Angel 2, The Journey Home Chapter 1 You have got to be kidding me. Detective Tim Angel slammed down the phone. He'd had strange calls before, especially in his line of work, but this was by far the most incredible. Confusion crinkled his partner's fair brow as he put down his own phone. The two sat opposite each other in the Boston Police Department. Crank call? Dale Faulkner asked. Tim sat back in his chair, numbly holding his pencil between his fingers. He stared at the words he'd written down during the call, and for a moment he didn't speak as he absorbed the message. Although he didn't utter a single word, his face spoke volumes as he stared into nothingness. Dale pressed further. Tim? I don't know. He shook his head as if trying to fend off an unbearable ache. I just had the weirdest call. From? Dale sighed hard, waited, then pressed. From? Hmm? The call? Who called? His face broke into a familiar smile. It wasn't Jane, was it? You know, because if it was, I get it. She's getting serious, right? I used to see this gorgeous girl who called me during the day suggesting all kinds. He nodded knowingly. And I mean all kinds. She was pretty hot in all areas and she wasn't shy in telling me either. You know what I mean? You know, one time she even came here and we... Dale! Tim stopped him. It wasn't Jane. Oh. Disappointment replaced his excitement. It wouldn't have been the first time Dale had impure thoughts relating to his partner's girlfriend, Jane Murray, the famous crime novelist. He hadn't admitted as much, but it was obvious. In the four months Jane and Tim had dated... Tim tried to limit the amount of times she and Dale were alone. Partner or not, Dale had a reputation with women. Suddenly Dale's face turned from morose to excitement once again. You dog! You're seeing someone else? I've got to hand it to you, Tim. You always surprise me. You've got this persona of being so straight-laced, so sensible, but... He grinned and sat back in his chair to take in the idea of Tim's infidelity. You're the man, Tim. You are most definitely the man. Hey, his eyes lit up. Does that mean Jane's free now? Tim glared his distaste. No, it doesn't. I'm not seeing someone else. Without adding anything further, he stood, threw down the pencil and walked into the coffee machine in the corridor. He fed it a quarter, pressed a button and watched it deliver a hot black liquid. The vending machine advertised as coffee. He took a sip, but was too preoccupied to agree whether it actually tasted of coffee or not. He stood quietly like an island in a sea of chaos that was the precinct, and another inside his head, replaying the phone call again from memory. Detective Angel, this is Rebecca from Find a Relative Agency. I'm ringing with some fantastic news. We've found your father. My father? My father's dead. Oh, he's far from dead, Detective Angel. In fact, he's very much alive. I don't understand. Is this some kind of joke? No, no joke. But I never requested a search. 
Detective Tim Angel based at the Boston Police Department? Yeah. Then congratulations. It did cross my mind that you could probably have found him yourself, being a detective, but you're probably swamped with police business. But anyway, the search was requested under the name of Miss Murray. We have been given your name and number as a point of reference. Should we get results? Well, I believe these are just the kind of results somebody looking for their long-lost father would want to receive. Silence. Detective? You have got to be kidding me. Tim raked his hand through his hair, closed his eyes for a second as he was dragged back to being six years old. It's cold. Post-Christmas time. Dad's hugging me at Mum's graveside. Dad is taking you to Granny and Grandpa's, James Angel promised. Will Mummy be there? No, Mummy lives in heaven now, he reminded the boy, holding back his own tears as he spoke. It was just a week since the accident, two days since the funeral. When will I see her again? She won't be coming back to me. You've got to be a brave boy now. All you need to remember is that Mummy and Daddy love you. That's all you ever need to remember. Outside the familiar house, James put down the boy's suitcase, knocked on the front door and waited. It was late. A light illuminated the upstairs window and within seconds the front door flew open, lighting up Tim's blonde hair like a halo. Clothed in her dressing gown, James's mother stared down at the small boy. Timmy, she gasped, what are you doing here all alone? Tim looked around to where his father had been standing. He turned to the other side and then behind him. He was alone. He looked back at his grandmother's ashen face and smiled. Hello, Grandma, he said innocently. Daddy said Mummy lives in heaven now. His grandmother took him in her arms, and despite the fact he was dressed in a thick winter overcoat, she clung to him, giving him the warmth of her love, as if she were his only life source. As she closed the door, Tim looked out once more, hoping to catch sight of his father, but he was nowhere. That was the last memory he had of James Angel. Detective Tim Angel stood by the coffee machine in shock. Where the hell had those memories come from? He could even smell the distinctive scent his grandmother used. Dale walked out of the squad room into the corridor. You okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. He felt as if he had. I've got to go. Can you cover for me? Before Dale answered, Tim glanced at his watch, spilling coffee over his hand and the tiled floor. Oh, I'll clear it up. I mean, I've got to go. I can't. I mean, I... He stared at the spillage and was filled with a sudden urge to cry. Jesus, I can't. Tim looked up with glassy eyes. Are you okay, bud? He wouldn't let it out. Not in front of Dale. In fact, not at all. He would not let the effect of his father's abandonment manifest that way. Not now. Not ever. He couldn't speak. His face turned scarlet and his eyes stung with emotion. Shaking, he thrust the half cup of coffee into Dale's hand grabbed his coat off the stand and marched out of the precinct.